I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben. Hey, good morning, man. Doing good. Are you doing good? Uh, yeah. Just, just finished my work day. You're just getting started, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just got up and... Uh, People can now see that I look tired because we're going to do a video, a YouTube oh, video for this. First time. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just talked about it and I instantly forgot. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, this will be fun. Um, now you guys can see what we look like and see us talking. And this will be kind of a fun experiment to see like how this does on YouTube. I, I, maybe we'll have to make a new uh, like product journey YouTube channel. And we'll That's just upload not a, those. Not a bad idea at all. Yeah, we'll just upload those there, and we'll see if more people kind of find us because of the the YouTube version. Um, <laughs> should be fun, and and now yeah. you guys can see our, our reactions um, when whenever the other person's talking. You 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 didn't see those before of uh, us being I don't know disgusted or whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a shame that your 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 infamous sock is not on your mic anymore. <laughs> Yeah, people might be upset about that, but I, I have this this nice setup now, and that's partially why we're probably trying videos. I have a new camera, webcam, and then I have my mic just kind of hanging here, and uh, so I don't really need the sock because it's not up in my face, and I'm not like spitting on it, so the sock isn't really <laughs> needed as much. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens if uh, there's enough backlash to. Uh, Make me want to put it somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want it. I just want it framed on the wall behind you. That would be great. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's just do. Yeah, we're gonna do the normal updates, and then we we're just thinking. Um, we haven't talked much about. Uh, actually, we've been working together a lot on Potion. Uh, Ben's been helping me, and so we we're thinking we were gonna talk about how that's how that's been going and working asynchronously together. Um, so we're, we'll talk about that after we go through some updates. Um, so yes. do you want to you want to go through some updates first? How how are the different projects and things going? Yep. So uh, it's it's still everything pretty much on hold except for um, <laughs> and mm. uh, I have been I have been inviting the first people into the they uh, basically sent out the first or let in the first batch of early access users. Uh, it was like 20 people that got the email, I think. And out of those, I had like 12 sign up. So I don't know what happened with the other ones, but I guess they'll get <laughs> get another invite for when I let the other people in. Um, and yeah, like you were one of them and you were one of yeah. those who discovered a, a couple of interesting, <laughs> interesting things uh, early on. So uh, I had like this situation where when you uh, when you don't hit save, but you create a new train of thought and go back, it it would not automatically save. And for me, like I've been using it myself all the time. It was super obvious that you want to save and just hit command S before you before you go back. But obviously, yeah. that's not the case for everybody. So yeah, it was like you know, here's my product and here's reality. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's probably also what the first batch of early access should be should be for. Um, so yeah, it it kind of did exactly that. Got some good ideas. Had some uh, like four or five people emailed back uh, with some ideas. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty cool to see. And um, 
Yeah, that is, yeah, I mean, that is really cool because um, it's crazy how only, you know, having, you only need a couple of people to try something out to, like, get a, a big, like, list of, like, things that need to be made better or changed or updated. And uh, that's, like, super helpful in the process of, like, getting your product ready. And uh, at least, you know, it's pretty cool that you were <clears throat> able to get, you know, so many people interested for early access that you have people that are willing to try it out and stuff because yep i mean i remember some projects i've started where it's like you you have like your mvp but like then you can't even get anybody to try it to, to just even get that first round of, of feedback like that that can be pretty hard if like you can't get someone to help help you in those really early stages um so that's that's pretty awesome that you had you know a lot of people helping giving feedback and stuff like that yeah, it definitely helps keeping the momentum up. And so now there's basically 230 more people waiting. <laughs> and oh, wow. So, so what I did over over this week uh, or the last maybe two was, uh, yeah, just implementing the first, you know, fixing some of the mission critical stuff like autosave. Um, I added a color coding feature so you can actually you now put some color uh, badges on, on every card, uh, move the the title of every card above the card so it's easier to navigate. Yeah, lots of small improvements, stuff that some people suggested, some stuff that I had on my on my little list still. Um, and then I was basically just waiting for the verification from Paddle so the payments could go in. Um, mm -hmm. And the way I want to do that, and I actually got confirmation just today uh, that my domain is now good to go. So they, <laughs> actually kind of funny, they, like yesterday or, or Monday, they actually made me um, update the the landing page because there was like not enough on there for the for them <laughs> so they were like hey we, mm. we kind of don't really see what the product is and we need more info on the page uh, we have a refund policy you need to put somewhere i was like oh god yeah let, let me let me do that real quick um so wow, I did that like it sounds day. like paddle has this whole like review process that i don't think stripe has yeah <laughs> yeah exactly they do and i i actually know why they do it so much more in detail than stripe does and i think it's because they are the merchant of record right so they are the people mm -hmm. um who are actually invoicing the people so they are kind of your middleman right so they are kind of responsible for what <laughs> they are selling and that that's why they yeah. have to do those checks in more detail Whereas with it's Paddle, like they're held um, responsible to the government and stuff because they're handling the taxes part of it and all that. Yeah, exactly. That's why when you when you would be selling weapons or I don't know like something illegal, <laughs> uh, they would be like they would have one foot in the door as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, and with with Stripe, I think not so much because the whole responsibility is on you, and they are not really the middleman, right? They're just processing the payments for you. Yeah, I guess that that's why sense. that process is so much more complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that... I mean, given that the com that the the process is so complex, they're actually pretty swift. Because I I think I opened the account like last week, um, and I chatted with them. Yeah, just over the the last week, I think, and got it all set up now. Uh, and now what I, what what's really left to do for me is to integrate like uh, so I, I prepared the the pricing page and the like in inside the application the um upgrade downgrade whatever uh section so what i really need to do now is uh set up the webhooks so that when you know a subscription is created or canceled so that that gets back to my application basically 
Uh, and yeah, the, the plan is to hopefully get that done by tomorrow, which is kind of ambitious, but I <laughs> um, still got some hours left to do that. And then uh, make it make it so that people can actually choose to voluntarily uh, pay for it or not during the early access, which will last for, I don't know, like end of October, maybe. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. try to gather as much feedback as possible from those 250 people. And if they want to pay for it, if they want to support it early on, that's cool. Uh, but they don't really have to. And then after like after the early access period is over, um, I basically will send them another email saying, hey, if you like if you want to continue using it, now is the time you really have to pay for it. Um, and I think that's pretty cool because at that point they have seen uh, what, what they are signing up for, basically, and hopefully <laughs> have seen some improvements roll in. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of the, the game plan. <laughs> okay, cool. And then what are you thinking for like how you're going to price it right now? So I, I tried looking at different solutions like Rome research, if you're going with a pro plan or like the personal, uh, notion plan, which is like nine mm -hmm. to 15 bucks. And so I just price it at nine bucks per month right now. And that's like, you know, it's kind of made up. <laughs> it's kind of like, what are people willing to pay for something similar in that area? Like research, note-taking products. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's, there's probably room in both ways. I don't think it would be super smart to go lower on price. Um, yeah. It's, it's more like a guess and let's see how people respond to that, I guess right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like a good plan. Um, cool. So then is there. Is there things where you like more things you feel like you need to like other than like setting up the the billing and stuff that you need to be making to the the product? Or are you just gonna try to keep it as is um, for now and and just start getting feedback? Yeah, I definitely want to want to go to sending out the invites real quick. Uh, so I will not do anything beyond the payment processor now um, until I send out the the rest of the invites. But I do have a little list of stuff that I want to do and some some more critical things like the reminders uh, and how the like how the different time zones work and whatever that that still needs figuring out. Oh, that's gonna uh, be so fun. that will probably yeah that sounds like <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun, right? <laughs> Everybody who's ever dealt with this is like ugh. <laughs> uh, time but yeah, zones I got that are like one of my least favorites. <laughs> yeah, I hate it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, anything else to to share, or anything uh, you're feeling? Talk about feelings here. Oh, what am I feeling? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, something else that I'm that I'm doing right now, and you you know why I'm doing that is looking for some other freelance gigs, uh, and I have I have actually lined up another day with one of my existing clients, which is super cool. Uh, so I'm just I'm just adding another day for them. Uh, because our contract will basically end at the end of this month. Um, and so, yeah, I don't even mm -hmm. have to look for another client or whatever to fill that gap right now. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah. seems to kind of work out. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like you, you have kind of like a list of people. Um, and whenever yeah. you have some free time, um, there's someone there <laughs> that's yeah, waiting it's, for it's you. It's kind of working like that, which is super nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like there's not this like in between where you're like, oh man, I gotta rush to like find another client. Yeah, there's always there's kind of always work in the pipeline, right? Which is super cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, sweet. So what about you? <clears throat> yeah, um, 
Let's see. There's been some fun things going on. Um, I just uh, did this uh, tweet tweet thread um, talking about how I, I just reached 3,000 MRR with Potion. Um, so sweet. Yeah, pretty pretty stoked about that. Um, there's definitely been like some more growth in the la last couple weeks. Really, ever ever since I I did kind of like a little marketing thing about how I'm I'm changing pricing that like kind of started it seems like from that point that kind of like started a new kind of like increase in the the amount of signups that started happening and then like even when the prices did go up they just kind of stayed at that rate which was which was cool oh, that's good yeah <laughs> yeah and so now uh with my new pricing of ten dollars twenty five dollars and fifty dollars I haven't, so I, I have one customer that just converted on the $50 plan, but they, I gave them like a 20% discount. So it's actually like 40. Um, <laughs> but that's even that, like, that's pretty nice to see. Cause that's, that's quite a bit more than my, my highest plan that I had before. <clears throat> and then I've started to see a couple of $25 plans, which is the middle plan come through. And like, it's just, yeah, it's just very nice to, to act like to actually be paid a little bit more for basically the, for, for me, like kind of the same thing, but, um, you know, I think it is that valuable and obviously people are seeing it that way, which is, which is cool to see. Um, but that's, yep. so yeah, that's been good. Um, let's see. Uh, I, did I talk about when I had like a, a hacker, um, add tons of, uh, accounts to potion? <laughs> <laughs> not, not not a ton of accounts. I think we kind of talked about people reaching out about those uh, security issues in in the npm modules or what it was like super not important issues actually. I think we had that, but not somebody creating a ton oh, of accounts. Oh yeah, What's yeah. That about? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was something else. Oh, so this was probably a week and a half ago. I all of a sudden like, you know, probably within a couple minutes, like 20,000 accounts were added to Potion. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I look at my email list and I'm like, wow, I got an email list like 25,000. This is great. <laughs> um, so I guess that's the, that's the hack to, uh, you know, add people to your email list. The, the funny thing was I was trying to figure out like what this was. Like it was very odd. It was actually like random people's emails, like, like, like real people's emails that were being added. Okay. Um, so this is what I think Wait, what but, happened. But this was this was for the newsletter, right? And not for Potion, the application, right? Well, so they're kind of tied together. So like I, oh, you know, I whenever someone signs up for Potion, I automatically add them to like the Potion newsletter list. So okay, they, got it. They were actual like Potion accounts being added. <clears throat> and I think, so obviously this isn't good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure what they were trying to do was... I'm guessing it's like a way for people to like test credit cards yep. against Stripe. And so they're, they're just making accounts that then they can test it probably, you know, as many accounts as they made, they can test a lot of different credit cards. Um, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it, like I was saying, it, it seemed like they were actual real emails. It wasn't like like made up emails. It was actually, they, they found some other people's emails and they were using those to sign up because I, when I sent out uh, an email to the email list, because the first time I, I didn't have time to remove all the, the, oh. the new the bot emails. <laughs> and, um, it actually not, you know, there was probably about 
2,000 of those that bounced, but then the rest of them actually, like, were received. So I was very surprised. <laughs> so I guess uh, a, lot of, a lot of people uh, heard about Potion that never heard of it before, um, <laughs> whoever, whoever they were. Um, but yeah, I've, I've cleaned that up now. I uh, was able to remove all those emails from the email list and then remove the, the extra accounts that were created in Potion. And then <clears throat> I've added a little layer of security to my sign-up flow. Um, so that that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> hopefully this doesn't happen again. Um, we'll see. I, it was cool. I, 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 I tweeted about this on Twitter and people had suggestions for things I could do without having to add like a captcha because that would just be a really annoying step to like hey part of the sign up flow here's a captcha so that you won't ever want to finish onboarding <laughs> yeah select all the bridges in those <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah fire hydrants um so yeah hopefully you know it's a it's a little security thing that isn't going to be like uh, to the user, there's not there's not an extra step for them. Um, so we'll see we'll see uh, if how well that works. We'll see if I have some more emails from the same from the same hacker guy, same bot. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's probably why you can also just rate limit the sign up, right? Because nobody's gonna sign up five times in the same minute. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that could be part of it for sure. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun trying to figure out that. Those are the kind of things where it's like, this is just annoying. Like this is just wasting yep. my time. Like yep. it's not really helping anybody. Well, you know, it, security is good, but it's like it doesn't really bring any value to the customer necessarily. Um, so it just feels like you're wasting your time dealing with it. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. a part of it, I guess. That's like having, you know, like having passwords that or like validating the password field, right? Like, so nobody can input like a million characters and it just fries your database or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, let's see, so <clears throat> another thing that's happened is uh, I had someone reach out to me on Twitter that wanted to kind of help with some like growth testing kind of stuff. Um, okay. And his, his name's Gonzalo, so shout out to him and um, yeah, it was pretty cool because he's he's like head of growth at this other SaaS, um, and basically he's saying he liked what I was working on and he just wanted like for free at least for now he wants to just like help tests um, some some different kind of workflows and tests cool. like the the potion landing site and see like basically look through the metrics and see where there's like some places that I can make it better and so he's kind of helping me with that. <clears throat> So that's been pretty cool because so he's he's made some like um, funnels um, based on like events and stuff on the the site in the dashboard and he's then kind of been pointing out to me like hey I think this is maybe a a part that could be updated and oh here's it's like one of the first things we're gonna do is we're gonna do a test on the landing page an A/B test for adding a video so I'm gonna I'm gonna add like a two minute video that's kind of showing off um, potion. And then we're gonna see like if the number of signups uh, increases a little bit from there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I to some degree, like I'm glad he's helped me, and I guess it's really cool just to see someone that like this is his job, like he does this as his job. So it's kind of cool to see how I guess an expert or someone experienced does this. I was thinking, um, in some ways, like 
I, I still have to be very careful that like I have my priorities straight. Um, and I think some of these things could possibly not be highest priority. It's like, it's like trying to optimize some piece of the funnel that's like, well, if you optimize that and make it better one or 2%, like that still isn't a really big impact with, you know, maybe the number of people coming through there. Um, so it's like, you still want to focus on the, 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 the better, the higher priority things on potion, which, yeah, you know, could yeah. be, could be marketing. It could be product stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still keeping that, uh, in sight. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, should be fun to kind of make some of these things better. Um, and, and some of the stuff like updates to the landing page were kind of things on my mind that like I needed to do soon anyways. Um, so it will be good to kind of help me, help me do that. And also make sure I'm doing it in a good way that, that works well. So, yeah, yeah so that's good. And it's, it sounds like, like the, like the worst thing that could happen is you're, you you may be early to optimize some of the funnel, but you might learn stuff. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I guess at the, you know, if you, if you've optimized your funnel, um, and it's really good, then it's like, you can feel really good about putting the gas on the fire and like bring in a ton of new people and not like losing them. Um, and so any efforts I make later, it will hopefully be very, you know, worth it. Um, so that's good. He's, he's had some good ideas about basically trying to get users to see the value of potion, like as quickly and easily as possible, like without, you know, without them having to sign up without them having to put in their credit card. So obviously like the, the, the best way of doing this is just having like a, a free tier, a free plan where there's no yeah. credit card, there's anything like that, which I think, you know, could make a lot of sense at some point. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's very much on my, my radar. I just want to make sure that if I did like a free plan that one, that the products kind of like to a really good stage where I know it's really good. I know people really like it. And, um, you know, I know it's to a place where the amount of support that I have is kind of less just because I've optimized some of the issues that I've seen through support in the past. Um, and then this, like the other thing is I just want to make sure my infrastructure is ready to add a ton of sites without having to yeah. have issues with that. Cause there'll be a lot more sites if I had a, a free tier. Yeah, um, that's true. So yeah, that, that, like, that's maybe something in the future, something that he was, you know, definitely saying could, he thinks would be really helpful. Um, but he had another idea I thought was good that I, I might try to figure out how I could do is basically having kind of like a, a sandbox kind of potion site builder kind of thing where maybe it's maybe everyone's just on the same one like they're they're on the well so there's two ways i could do it there could be everybody that visits and goes to the sandbox could edit the same like notion page mm -hmm. um and then they could see like what it would look like as a potion site um kind of live and see the updating and stuff um and then maybe i'd have to just like refresh that notion site every day or something. I don't know. People could add, if people are using the same one, people could add bad things to it yeah. just to get attention. Um, um, but that would be a simpler thing than like, you know, having to make an individual one for everybody. Um, I don't know. It depends how much of the, of like really showing potion that I want to do. Like, do I want it to actually be a real site that they're playing around with that's being generated or do, do I kind of like, 
make it look like it is like almost almost more like the live <clears throat> live editor in in the potion dashboard where maybe they're just putting their own unique notion url and then it's just kind of showing them a live view of what it kind of looks like but it's not really a potion website it's just kind of a preview i don't know yeah. but that would that would be easier if i did it that way i guess um so yeah i don't know how much if that's really worth it to go that route or not um but yeah kind of thinking through some ideas some ideas with that I definitely think it's a cool idea to to show the value really <clears throat> really early on, right? Like before people sign up. I'm actually thinking through the same thing for um right now because it might be you know, it, it would be super cool to try like the horizontal, you know, ordering and moving through such a train of thought um be before you have to pay for it, right? Or before you have to put in your mm -hmm. credit card or whatever. Because I, I think if the product is like if it's in a good shape and you know like nothing's breaking and people see the value and can use it and you know feel like it's it's cool like it's it's a good workflow like it's good to use, um, then it it could be super cool to just have that kind of like a live demo and then whenever they want to save or whatever, that could then trigger like hey if you want to save this you know just enter your credit card and you can actually save what you just did here <laughs> right away. That would be really yeah. cool, and you, yeah, I mean that would be the ideal scenario, right? Um, whereas I, I also think having a video, uh, you know, just showing that, which is probably step one right now, right? Like on the right, landing page, right. that thing is also like I, I think that's also pretty cool because you kind of see what you're signing up for. It's not like you're, it's not like the same thing because you're not like clicking yourself. Not the same experience. Um, mm -hmm. but it's definitely like 50% of, of that <laughs> right. really good, good direction. Yeah. In some ways it's like it, uh, you know, it's easier for the user too. like, they can see, hopefully see the value, but they don't actually have to do anything themselves, which might be, you know, kind of nice for them too. like, they can yeah. just kind of sit back, relax, eat some popcorn while they watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, trying to think through some of that a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for for all my updates and stuff. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Now you want to talk want to talk about uh, how it's been working together. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, I was just thinking. So I have a little a little story. This was from this was like four five years ago, back when I was working on Coffee Pass. Um, we got some, like, we won some, uh, I guess some contests that gave us free office space for like the summer or something like that. <laughs> so we had this free workspace, me and my buddy coworker or co-founder who, who were working on coffee pass. And then we hired two interns and we worked out of this office space. And it was just making me think of like, you know, that was kind of my other, really only other experience, like working with people. Um, and I just thought it was funny because in some ways it's like, I, I kind of feel like we were just like playing startup, if you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, cause our, our, our startup at that time didn't really make any money, but like we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had two interns and so we had employees and we had like this office space so you, you you kind of feel like you have a real business and you're like oh this is great like we're, we're really doing stuff and um but like now when i look back i'm like 
we were kind of just playing startup. Like we, we, nothing really was coming out of that, but we felt like we were doing stuff. Like we felt like, I mean, obviously that's how it is when you start a startup, I guess. Like there's, there's a lot of work that can happen before, you know, you have any revenue or whatever. Um, but the other thing I, I learned from that experience is that having a couple of intern, like I, I'm sure some people can make it work. Like having a couple of interns and and having a system that makes it worth it and and they can like do some good work um but i think for me and what i've experienced like i feel like having a more advanced senior developer working on it is better than having you know some interns you could you could probably pay three interns to do the same cost to do <laughs> as one senior developer, but I think the the one senior developer would get more accomplished than those three interns. And in the process, it would save you as like, you know, helping, you know, product uh, managing it and stuff. It would save you a lot of time as well. Cause I, that summer when we had those interns, I, I don't think I got a ton done. Actually, I was most, I was mostly just helping the interns like learn how to code. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, anyways, that being said, I think this route that we took where, you know, I'm, I'm working with you, you've, you've had a ton of experience. Like I think way better than, uh, working with interns, um, that it's, didn't know what they're doing. It's funny you say that because that's most of the people that I work with right now are also bootstrapped. Like they also bootstrap a SAS, right? And they kind of echo what you just said. They basically, the, the chorus is like, Hey, we could probably find one or two people who would do that for half your price, <laughs> but we kind of want to do that because you're doing a great job and we know what we're getting and the quality is good and let's yeah. just keep doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I, yeah I, I can totally see that too, actually, because <clears throat> if I imagine, you know, outsourcing the code part, yeah, I, I, I don't know, like it's super critical. You want that to be, you want that to be good, right? Um, Right, like you don't want to get code back that like you know you're just gonna have to refactor and redo yeah. later, just because yeah. it's gonna be hard to maintain it and it's gonna be hard to add features around it. Like that's that's a bad situation. Um, yeah, and, and me being on the freelance side, I actually always tell my my clients like, hey, you know, like look over the code. If there's anything you would do differently, just let me know. Right, so I could like mm -hmm. I can accommodate to that style of coding. I can you know do it differently if if you just let me know i can i probably have done it that way but it's not how i would usually do it so that's not why i'm doing it that way right now but you know like if i know that probably easy to do that <laughs> yeah yeah so it was great so kind of how we set it up was i i uh made some like tasks and notion and just kind of had some descriptions there and then i also made like some guides to kind of my, my idea was try to help get you started with like some guides, some like docs, some a couple of videos that kind of explain some parts of the code base that you'd be working in so that you could get up to speed as quickly as possible. Um, and then we were just using um, Twist and we're kind of messaging back and forth in there asynchronously for the feature. And yeah, like once I kind of, you kind of got started and I kind of had that stuff in place, it was kind of like you're on your own and for me, like it was pretty great because I didn't have to really do a ton. Like every week <laughs> I would, I would kind of check on what you were working on and give some feedback here and there if there needed to be, or you'd have some questions every once in a while, but like, it's pretty hands off for me, which is, which is great. <laughs> so then I, yeah, I can focus on the other things. 
And yeah, and I'm like, I'm one of those people who likes to take ownership of, of a feature or whatever you give me basically, right? So I'm, I, I can enjoy like this hands-off approach from the people who employ me in a way, <laughs> because that means I can just do my thing, right? And I can move like, you know, move from the back end repo to the front end, you know, do all the stuff that just needs to be glued together in a way without, you know, always, ugh, I, I don't know, like <laughs> asking for permission. Or I, don't, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, that that's definitely a cool way of working, I would say. And, and those videos that you that you made in the beginning, they were super helpful. You could actually probably like have 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 videos prepared for the next time where you just go through, you know, like database architecture, like what's the Notion core plugin like, you know, what's the functionality, like how do you extend stuff there? Because that's definitely stuff people will run into like I did. And, you know, just, just having like an overview of that, even if it's just like five or 10 minutes of you talking through the code is super helpful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's good to hear. Um, cause yeah, I was, I mean, it seemed like you got up and running pretty quickly, like the, the first day, which, uh, yeah, Ben was just working like six hours a week, uh, like one day a week. And, uh, that first day, like you got, you pushed a, a decent amount of code. Um, and I was, I was impressed so that that was, that was good. <laughs> you got up, got up yeah, and going quick. Th thanks. I mean, for, for me, I, I don't know. It was for me, one of those situations I've said that a million times, but for me, it was super skewed in time because I had the feeling like two or three weeks in and I got stuck like you know fiddling with this notion core library that you know transformed like the notion pages into you know a, a map or I don't even know like you know, you know and I needed to extend <laughs> that with titles and oh my god I had never seen that stuff and I was like oh my god I'm lost and so for me like week three maybe felt like I was super stuck and kind of like I was not moving fast right but if you mm -hmm. if you take a step back and look at the overall time frame at that point, it was basically like day two, right? Like if you right, <laughs> if right. you realize that I've only been working like six hours per week on that, it's like day two or three. And obviously, I don't know like everything about all the repos that go into that thing right now at that point. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's always hard for myself to remind me that hey, it's like the I don't know like hour eighteen, and you're <laughs> you're obviously not super. Uh, knowledgeable with every part of that uh, application right now so yeah kind of makes yeah. it for me yeah and and the part you're talking about is a pretty complex part like i <laughs> i still don't feel like i completely understand it sometimes because it's like basically it's it's uh going through and and creating a map of all the pages in like a notion workspace from like a root page and like that's pretty complex i think how it does it yep. is like it it's asynchronously like adding these pages onto a queue to get them and then like <laughs> trying to get them in the right order and like it's yeah that that, that part is a, a little bit uh, probably the main complex complexity of potion probably is like creating that map of data that everything is based off of um so yeah, that's yeah, definitely makes sense that it would take a little bit of time to like figure out what was going on there, because um, yeah, I still have yeah, to, to do that too. <laughs> like from from a technical perspective, it's actually funny because I was super naive. I thought you could just go there and you know, like I, I don't know, like you put in like the the root URL or whatever off off the Notion side, and then from there you could just like get all the pages, right? But that's not how it works, right? You could have like 
one of those blocks inside the Notion document obviously could be a link to another page, which is not like a direct direct child of, of the root page or whatever. So you have to iterate through all the blocks. It, like it makes sense. But in my head, I was like, yeah, that's probably super simple to do, right? Like Notion will have some kind of API or some way of grabbing that. <laughs> but so far they didn't. I don't know if the new API actually adds that, but yeah, it, it makes sense that it's super complicated to grab that from nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the Notion API should make some of that uh, a little easier, hopefully. Um, but I, I like they, I think their API is really like per page. So I think there will still be some kind of workarounds to have to do to like basically configure, like create this whole map of the entire workspace, like uh, Potion kind of has to. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that will still kind of be a thing that I think we'll have to do. Hopefully, so that is something I'm hoping to do eventually is like switch over to the, the official Notion API. And I'm hoping that it will really just be changing a couple of those endpoints that I have, um, and then hopefully everything else just works. But we'll see. It, pro it probably won't be that. <laughs> it'll, probably be, it'll probably be harder to to kind of change everything over. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else about uh, just the working asynchronously? Um, it was also kind of funny because um, you know the time zone change. Like usually, I'd be going to bed and then like you just be getting up to start working like yep. starting your work day and uh i think there was a couple of times where i would just like stay up later just to to make sure if there was any questions that you had um but yeah that that was kind of funny that just the time zone changes um but at the same time like it wasn't a, a problem like you know it, it worked out pretty well where it's like we can even if I'm not awake, I'm sleeping and dreaming, you, you can be working away on stuff. And um, yeah, there's enough things to work on that. Like, if you did happen to get to like a roadblock, there's still things you could do, um, which is which is good. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually something I try to, to always kind of plan into my day, right? So that I always have like, if I'm if I have something that might block, I try to have like at least a backlog of I don't know, like three minor things to do so that I can actually like get something done. Right. And then, you know, ask you the question and then you can get back to me whenever you're awake, but I don't waste like the entire day with just waiting around or I don't know, that would be stupid. Right. So it's, it's kind of smart. Like if you're in the contractor's position to always like have a little bit of, you know, small stuff to do in case you get super stuck and you kind of need, <laughs> need somebody to help you out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, on, on the other hand, I, I think like, I think it was like last week, right? Where, where you were actually up late mm -hmm. and we, we had that call like in the middle oh, yeah. of my day. So it must've been like <laughs> night day, like nighttime for you. Right. Yeah. It was um, like 1 a.m. for me. And, yeah. <laughs> and we kind of ended up talking for like an hour because it, it, yeah, we were just jamming on how this could look in the future. And I actually think that was super helpful, right? Like if you think about it, you're hiring me for just coding. But then it, I, I don't know if, if you see it the same way, but it felt like it was kind of cool to have somebody to jam on where this could go feature wise, like how it could look, um, because that was not oh, yeah. super clear before it felt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, I mean, that's one of the things that like I, I want you to have the, the freedom to do basically is like, you know, you're good at designing and like feature development stuff too. So it's like, I want you to take 
part in that and that, and even you know if you do take part of that even more so that allows me to kind of just you know let you do your thing and you can make decisions and you know i'm at least giving some guidance and like okay i think these are the things that like customers want um, and then you can kind of take that and run with it and like basically design how it's going to look add the features and stuff um, and that's like i think that's you know going back to like a senior developer also like someone that can do like some of the designing stuff, like it allows me and allows the, the founder or whatever to kind of be, very be hands off and just trust like, okay, I know you're good at that stuff. You just, you just take care of that. And um, it also hopefully makes it easier. Um, and um, so yeah, that, that was, that was good. Cause now like, I feel like we, ha we, we in that uh, meeting, we, we figured out a pretty good idea of like what things should look like and what it will be. And so now you can just kind of run with it and uh, yep. So yeah, that, that yeah, was good. exactly. That's super, super productive, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I want to be a little bit vulnerable here, um, <laughs> just because uh -oh. now you've seen, you've, I mean, you've seen most of the potion code. You know how the uh, the the behind the scenes looks. So I'm just curious, like, what do you think is is a uh, like? Do you think the potion code is is good, like? Or is it's it's terrible? Like, what do you think about the, the code I've I've written uh, this far? <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> that also involves me being vulnerable a little bit because you know I'm the idiot who didn't understand how to you know piece the repos together, basically, right? <laughs> well, see, that might so, be my own. That might be part of the problem. You know, like that could. No, be no. I that... actually, I actually think that was more on me to be honest, because I came into the project thinking that it would be just the one repo, maybe two, right? Because I knew it was like Next.js, React. So I thought you had like an API route, like folder, like you do in Next.js, right? Um, and just just had it all in there. And mm -hmm. now seeing that you have it separate, I, I I understand why you did that. It makes sense. Um, but you, you, you know that there is this one thing that kind of needs to change over time now, which is having code in multiple places. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like the only thing where I, where I'm like, uh, okay, that's, that's how, that's like what I would have tried to avoid. I guess why you did it because moving fast means, you know, copying it over is just quicker. Right. And you would have to turn, uh, a substantial well, the part really... of the underlying, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, so I, I did try to make a single repo, like a single library that had all of that uh, notion um, kind of creating, like generating site code. Um, and I think I spent like a week trying to get that to work. So basically yeah. that was why, like I, I, I from the very get-go when I was starting that stuff, I tried to make that into a library and I couldn't get the build for the NPM to work and there's all these issues and basically it just was taking too long. I was like, all right, yep. I'm, I'm just going to kick this down the road. I can, I'll fix this later for now. I'll just kind of have a couple of uh, duplicate areas. Um, yep. so that's kind of how that happened. <laughs> yeah. And I totally get that. And like, from like looking at it from a founder's perspective, totally right decision makes a lot of sense. I would have done the same thing. Looking at it yep. now from just being the developer, right? I'm like, ah, that's, you know, <laughs> right, right. That's not ideal. And you, you totally know that, right? You knew that. You, to right. you told me actually before I dove in, right? And uh, that's, yeah, I think that's like the only like tech debt that I would try to pay off in the future. So you kind of try yep. having another go at, you know, unifying that into some kind of library, however that looks. And then just, you know, just makes it easier if you, just like me right now, like having to add those 
you know, that sitemap stuff. I basically go through two or three different repos to do that. Could be, maybe could be in just two places, right? Like the front end and then just one back end part. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I maybe it's also on me because I underestimated the, the architecture. Um, but at the same time, it was not, and that's that's pretty cool actually, it was not super complicated to understand why you separated it and what the different parts do, how they work together, right? Because you you had a lot of good stuff in place, uh, you know, you had this SWR fetching and all that stuff from your from your backend in place. I could literally just copy paste, you know, create my own endpoint, <laughs> take data yeah, from yeah. there. Um, you had the stores in place, like the zustand.js, the you know the store stuff for for uh, Next.js, which I'm yeah. used to using, so I, ki- I kind of knew what I was doing there. Oh, perfect. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of easy for me to hit the ground running in in that area. And really, where it was, was kind of hard to, and I, I kind of mentioned that before, but what was really hard to figure out was just the Notion X library stuff. But that's like kind of obvious, right? Because it's it's super super niche like it's not not something you would know unless you're trying to parse notion docs into javascript (laughs) yeah like you really have to know notion i guess and then like to be able to see it and be like oh yeah this is this block this is that block and this data makes sense because i know that that notion block has this content and so that data must be you know for that um yeah i mean that that took me a while to figure out that as well um but right, yeah, that, that that having those uh, like that Notion X um, libraries does make it a little bit. It, it does make you feel like your code is in different places because that library does handle a lot of that data parsing and manipulation stuff. And um, since I'm kind of now the main maintainer of that, I and now I definitely feel like I I know all that code too. But then it's all separate from my own <laughs> potion code, so it does kind of feel like there's stuff in a lot of places. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that has to be, I guess, for that, that layer, um, at least to some degree, like, I guess that's, that's good to kind of have like things kind of moduled out into different layers. Um, it's just, yeah, getting those layers, having nice uh, lines in between them, um, is, is where I probably could do a little more work, especially with that, that library of duplication that needs to be. Yeah. Stuff. But I mean, but, yeah. really, the the hardest part for me so far was really just dealing with the uh, with the Notion X library because I, you know, I had no idea what it is, <laughs> how it works, like how the Notion blocks get parsed, you know. Then, yeah, yeah. then there was TypeScript, right? Like, I'm not super used to TypeScript oh, yeah. at all. And the, the Notion <laughs> X library, they actually introduce a bunch of their own uh, types, types, right? And I was like, yeah. oh my god, like, what, what the heck is that? I actually had to look all the types up and. You know, in that types file, I was like, oh God, what, you know, what, I, what do I have to put in there? Like, how, how do I even make that work here? So um, have yeah, I, I converted I, you to TypeScript? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but here's the thing. This is what I don't get all the time, like why people don't like TypeScript. Because to me, all it is is, you know, it's, it's more defining what this data is going to look like. And it's kind of like a helpful doc that kind of shows you this is what the types are going to be. Where even if this was all in JavaScript, you'd still have all those data types that you'd have to know about, but there would be nowhere that shows you what they are. You just have this like blob of data that you're like, I don't know what this blob of data is. And there'd be no way to really figure that out other than like, De- somehow like testing and debugging the code to see like oh what am i what what's this json blob i'm getting here um 
where with TypeScript, it's like, oh, you can just look and it tells you, oh, this is what you should expect. This is what this is. Yep. And I don't know. I yeah. feel like I feel like that makes it easier. <laughs> I totally get that. And so, so what I really like about TypeScript is the the auto completion, right? Like if if you're mm, in VS mm -hmm. Code and you're opening the function or whatever, it just tells you what it expects, right? It, you you kind of know, right, like, right. hey, this should be an array, this should be a string, this needs to be an integer and you can't do anything else with it. So that's that's great. <laughs> I wish it did that for all my code. <laughs> but then where it gets where it gets a little, you know, more annoying for me is when I wanna when I wanna extend that or change that, right? So now all of a sudden mm -hmm. this shouldn't be an array, but you know, I, it, it's an object and it's kind of expecting this to be super typed to an array and not an object, even though I could iterate over both, right? With my regular JS. And then what I have to do then is actually go to the types definition and either, you know, break that up and, you know, <laughs> either have a new type for it or, you know, make it more permissive or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's where I see a little overhead if you if you're constantly or or more more often um, you know, breaking the rules kind of, which, <laughs> yep, yep. which, uh, which I actually had to do in the, in that notion library, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, fun. Um, yep. <laughs> well, no, but I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And I, I think maybe the more you use it, the more you'll learn to, to love it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so for me, the the most interesting part right now is actually I am, I have another project in Vue.js and a Laravel backend. So with Vue, it's Next.js plus TypeScript, and for my own stuff, it's just ver just Next.js and plain JavaScript. Right? <laughs> Super <yep>. confusing. <laughs> yeah, to jump back and forth. That's yeah, not always the best. That's that's what I kind of do with my my day my day job too because. I write in Swift for iOS. Oh, and like, yeah. I'll find myself like writing JavaScript and like Swift yep. files and vice versa. And like, wait, what, where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is this has been fun. Um, we should probably end this here. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the work you've done on Potion. That's been been really cool to kind of move things forward. Yeah, and I'm really pleasure. excited to. Uh, to put those new features out into the world and let, let everyone see them. Yeah, I'm excited, man. <laughs> All right, well, talk to you later. Later. Bye.